I got a new computer and a big headache on the bitterest pill. Yeah, I finally got a new computer, and it wasn't until then that I realized how awesome my old computer was. Now, the new computer didn't give me a headache because the new computer can't. Not yet, anyway. Hey, welcome to The Bitter's Pill. My name is Dan Class. I am in my garage underneath the flight path at Los Angeles International uh, Airport. Welcome to the uh, um, podcast. See, now, now we've been at this uh, for a while. I can just call it, without reservation, a podcast. Podca- doing a podcast is now a, a hip thing. I do a podcast, really. You do a podcast? Oh, I do a podcast. I've been doing a podcast for quite some time. Do you think if I, if I was single, I could get some, you know, attention from the ladies by saying, oh, yes, I have a podcast. Well, what's it about? Well, I discuss my inadequacies. Mm. Nothing sexier than a bald middle-aged man talking about all his downfalls uh, alone in his computer, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, I know a couple of weeks have gone by since the last recording. You have to understand, it's a couple of weeks for you. For me, it was like 10 seconds ago. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, maybe you're still young. Maybe you don't have this experience. Or maybe you live in the moment, in the outside world. Not where I live. And so for you, maybe a day is like, I don't know, a day. For me... I don't, honestly, I have no concept of what a day is. I drop the kids off for school, I go home, I eat my lunch, and then it's time to pick them up. Next thing you know, I'm doing dinner dishes, and it starts again, and then it's Friday. So it's Friday again. Every time I turn around, it's Friday. Every time I turn around, it's time to decide what's for dinner, apparently my job, and it's Friday. So I thought I better, you know, I better get in here, complain about something. Upload that to the internet so I can then, uh, you know, do it again some other day. But I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, because I'm aging. That my experience of a week is so, it's just so different from what, remember when you were in school and you would sit in school and just stare at the clock and every minute was an Endless, excruciating experience. Maybe you liked school. I, I, like, I'm talking about not, I don't mean school, I mean class. I don't mean, I loved being in school. I didn't like being in class. Because class, uh, yeah, wasn't that interesting. So, but do you remember how long a minute was? A minute. I've been talking to you for three minutes and I've said nothing. So now, though, you know, flash forward 30, 40 years, however long it's been since I've been in school, 100 years, I don't know. A week is like a minute. So when I'm my mother-in-law's age, well, I won't ever be my mother-in-law's age because I won't live that long. But you know what I mean? Like, in theory, if I were 90, it's really got to just be you wake up, you go to sleep, you wake up, you go to sleep, right? There's probably not even time to do anything in the middle. Maybe you watch a little cable TV, maybe CSI, SVU, and that's it. Just go to sleep. That's why you got to achieve everything when you're young. It's not, it's not, they don't say that apparently, because when you're young, you have energy and you're young and you're good looking. I mean, that's part of it, but really part of it is it's, you have time and not just you have time because you have free time. You have free time and you experience time more slowly than you will when you're my age. So, so it's Friday again. The rain has, has stopped here in California. I'm so sorry if you're in the east and you're in two feet of snow. I had no idea. 
If there was something I could have done about it, trust me, I would have made a call. But, you know, it's out of my hands. But what I've been doing, well, I need a new computer, okay? We talk about this all the time. And and so my new goal is to get to a point where we can stop talking about it, right? But anytime I have to buy anything of a value, let's, hmm, what, what is that value? Do you have a value where, like, anything under this value, I can buy, you know, pretty much just buy. And then there's you know, an area where you have to kind of stop and think about it. And then, of course, there's an area where you really have to think about it and shop around, talk to your spouse. They ask you if you really need, you know, that kind of thing. But there's definitely absolute 100% consensus here in the household that daddy needs a new computer. Okay, so so I start shopping around. Now, the mistake that I made early in this process, and forgive me if we've talked about this before, But every once in a while, just to be nostalgic, I like to go into a big box store, you know, a store, an actual store, as opposed to being on Amazon. I like to go into a building where they have products on display. It's something we used to do back in the 20th century. I get a kick out of it, whatever. So I made the so the mistake I made was not going into the store, which in this case is Best Buy. The mistake was going into the store, walking around the store until I got it into my head. Oh, you know what I should do is go touch a new PowerBook Pro, uh, MacBook Pro, right? That's what I should do. Because for some reason, I just uh, have to do that every once in a while. I have to go to this. If it's one of these things that you have to really hem and haw about. I mean, this is, I hem and haw more about a $2,500 computer than I do a $25,000 car, and I don't think we bought a $25,000. You know what I mean. Like, I literally have no idea how much our cars are worth, but I know exactly to the penny how much I want to spend on a computer. So I'm, the mistake, again, I can't, okay, the mistake was this. I went to the back to touch a MacBook Pro because I'm an Apple user, because I've been an Apple user. I mean, I think it could have been the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, my first job, my first job, my second job, I guess, um, I was on Windows machines because it wasn't even Windows. I don't even know what it was. We were on DOS. (laughs) We would use, well, God, what was that software? Whatever that software was that you'd use to type things. In the late 80s. You know what I mean? God, I, why am I even bringing this up? It's so horrible. But um, you know what I mean? Like we were on colon C prompt backslash whatever to launch Multimaker. I don't, I don't even know what it was. So trust me, when you're on a green and black screen, but you're the kind of person that prefers like a visual thing, when you see your first Apple Macintosh, whatever it was, 1984, it scars you. So I've been a Mac person, you know, always, but I am not blind and I can do rudimentary math and I have a certain understanding of logic. So here's the logic that I try not to uh, exercise when it comes to computers. The logic is really, for the most part, there's probably a, a tiny Listen, I like Apple computers. You like Windows or, you know, in Windows, maybe you buy Dell or whatever, right? But let's be honest. Aren't there really probably just like three or four uh, factories in China that make 99% of the computers that we use, regardless of what operating system, right, they end up using? Really, it's all coming, I would imagine, from the same place. Also, a Mac, it's not a completely different kind of Thing. It's not like a, a water-based computer. It's not steampunk. It's just, you know, it's, a, it's just different. So I go to the Best Buy and I look at the MacBook Pros. And the MacBook Pros, give or take, are $1,900, $2,500, and something like $2,800. Or 3,000, something like that, right? There's always three. That's essentially the how they always figure out how to make a computer 
set of computers that is exactly that, those three prices. It's, it's really kind of magical. But there's always the eight, you know, the 1900, 1899, 2499. And then I forget what the, you know, because I'm a middle guy with almost any of that stuff. I don't like to buy the cheapest one because that might not be good enough. And I don't want to buy the most expensive because that's probably a ripoff. So I usually get the middle. So I go into Best Buy and I start kind of petting, you know, the middle one. Kind of trying to picture it in my house. Moving fast, streaming and recording and doing all the things that my computer doesn't do. Like, for instance, operating without crashing, launching applications, saving... Right? I'm just... Okay. But on my way out of that area, I noticed the non-Apple laptops. Okay. They are, what would you say? Half price? An infinite number of choices and to generalize half price with comparable specs. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can write half price. Okay. So let me get this straight. I am paying twice as much for my computer as those people. And 90% of the time I'm using a $3,000, $2,000 computer to what, what check my Facebook status. I can do that on my phone. But because I record a podcast, because I want to stream and I cut video and all that stuff, I, I oh, you know, uh, 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 you know, I use Final Cut Pro. That's an Apple only thing. I can't switch over to Premiere. My God, I might save money on equipment for the rest of my life. So I really thought about it, but I, but I was scared. But I got really hung up on this price thing. Because it's that same old thing of like, I really maybe in German there's a word for this. The Germans have some awesome words. They have words for things that we just don't have words for, you know, like Schadenfreude, whatever that is, which is, uh, you know, one word that means something like what enjoying the discomfort of others or something like that or uh, I don't know, but there's like you know, oh god, I I can't even remember. They're they're great. They're great. And I wonder if the Germans have a word for um, what I was going to say before, but now I've forgotten what it was because I went on a tangent about Farvignugan or whatever, right? Um, oh, yes. Because I've been in this situation a lot. And I imagine you have been in this situation too, but no one ever talks about this. And I, I, here, it's, There's a dissonance that I feel when I see a report in the news, let's say, that says, hey, Apple Computer, and you love Apple, you're a member of the cult, right? Apple Computer, uh, you know, re- is reporting record income this year, record profits from Apple income. Isn't that fantastic? And I'm like, yeah, that's fantastic. Apple, go Apple, American company. And then, but there, and there's that dissonance in the back of my brain that goes, yeah, but you know what that means? I am paying way too much for my computers and phones. That's how the company is making record profits from us spending too much on our devices. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a communist, but I'm saying if you can make a MacBook and a Dell essentially the same, but the Dell's half price. I think I'm being, right? I'm a drunk freshman girl at a frat party. This isn't working out for me. I'm feeling a little violated, I think is the problem. But I've been brainwashed by myself. I'm not even saying, you know what I mean? Because, and, and it's true, talk to any computer person and they will tell you that, you know, Apple is very good at what they do. The closed system thing, brilliant. But there are 
faster, more upgradable computers on the other side. But we like Apple computers because we like the computer to also be kind of pretty. And maybe it's the scarring from when we were in DOS looking at that green screen on a beige box that we're like, if I can ever get away from this green screen in this beige box, I will plead, plead and pledge my eternal loyalty to whomever can save me. And then, you know, Prince Valiant slash Steve Jobs and Waz show up like Don Quixote and Pancho Villa or whatever and save us from, uh, you know, essentially a windmill, but still. I am scared to jump ship. I admit it. I, I'm scared. I, sh I should do it. I'm an adult. I have all my, well, I have most of, I have some adult functions. So then I got obsessed with something else. So then I'm like, okay, I got to figure out a way, which I often do. No, no, don't, don't misunderstand. I, I was going to say, I uh, blah, 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 save money, do it in some, mm -mm. let's be clear. I often think I need to find a way to do whatever it is uh, uh, in a cheaper way without compromising. I didn't say I succeed at doing that. I say that I think I should do that just so we're on the same page. But I get it in my head that I should be able to figure this out. And the wonderful paradox that I'm living in right now, and I think maybe a lot of us are in 2017, and this is, uh, you know, kind of like the post-Pinterest, post-hacker mentality generation, whatever era we're in right now. Part of me wants to do searches online and watch YouTube videos and figure out how to do it myself and then just sit down and do it. And the other half of me is like, F that, you don't have the patience, man. Dan, besides not having the skill or the expertise or any experience whatsoever, just like baseline starting from zero, you don't have the patience. Even if you had all the other things, you can't sit. You can barely sit your ass down for an hour every two or three weeks to talk into a microphone. That's hard. Uh, you really think you're going to sit and build a Hackintosh? Because that's what these guys do. And it turns out a computer, as far as I can tell, isn't actually that many parts no, obviously it's a million parts. It's a million screws and transistors and all that jazz, right? But all those tiny parts are connected to one of, you know, what is, maybe five or six parts. You got the power part. You got the RAM part. You got the hard drive part. You got the graphics card part. You got the motherboard. So I spent a couple of days. Every minute I was washing dishes half-watching YouTube videos about how to make a Hackintosh. But then they get to that part where you're like, well, you know, and then to boot it, you have to zap your PRAM, you have to zap this and fade that. And it, what, They started using, like, it was just like two or three words too many that I had never heard before in my entire life. So I was like, maybe not. Then I decided I wanted to do essentially the opposite of a Hackintosh, which was it occurred to me that I have two, not even one. I have two of those big aluminum cheese grater style Apple G5 towers here at the house that we essentially use to uh, stack books. My wife has one from... I don't even know where. One of her old jobs. They're just like, nah, keep it. It's not worth carrying it back to the office. And then I have my old uh, G5, which you may remember from older shows. It kind of sounds like a Cessna that needs to uh, be scrapped. Well, apparently, and this will be no surprise to you whatsoever, there's a whole movement now, shocking, to... Take an old G5 and upgrade it. 
every once in a while you have to take a little time out from collecting uh, vinyl LPs and woodworking and upgrade, I guess, an old computer. So guys are putting, like, huge guys, you know, non, non-gender-specific guys, people, human beings all around the world are, um, are souping up these old computers. Now, the good thing about it is they are so easy to open. You really just open it. You don't even have to flip it over. You just got to open it, and that's it. It's open. And it has about 300 RAM ports. There's room for like 18 hard. It's huge in there. It's huge. You remember those. It's ginormous. So I get really excited because I think I've cracked the code. The code is dum-dum. You don't need a laptop. You need a computer at home that you can use for all your, you know, silly projects. Why don't you... Watch a bunch of these videos. And then you can write down the names of the graphics cards that seem to be the most popular, successful ones for this application. And you can write down the sizes of RAM, how many to get, where to get them, power supplies, because you might need a new power supply because now there's more fans, because you took out the old fans to make room for the new graphics card, because it's a GX5379 from Ultraphonics. And you can put in there HDMI and USB 3. Extra this, extra that, monitor out, monitor in, audio out and in, in, out, whatever. You can do it all because the case is huge and it was made to be upgraded. Like with the other videos, you know, people insist on using words that I don't understand. And using terminology to talk about things that I thought I understood in ways that I uh, uh, right? So I'm listening to this guy's YouTube presentation, and he has apparently memorized the serial number of every... G4, G5, Power Mac, MacBook Pro, like, he's like, well, you know, in 2015, the A375374-9 superseded the 374-375-7, which had the Xenon XY processor, which unfortunately couldn't accommodate the upgraded chip from the 409Z uh, made by Tektronix. So he's rattling off all these things. And the one thing that does catch my ear, because it sounds a little bit like a roadblock, is you can really only do this on the AK47XYZPDQEIEIO. Now, at this point, I've been watching these videos, like I said, for days. And it really wasn't even until he said that, that I went, oh, oh, yeah, oh, wait a minute, oh, yeah. See, uh, during the lifespan of the quote-unquote G5, there were the quote-unquote PowerPC G5s and the quote-unquote Intel P5, uh, G5s, and that's really the extent of my understanding. I don't know this A... One four, you know, uh, uh, but I do know that there were PowerPC G5s, and then they were replaced by the Intel G5s. And when our PowerPC G5 started really acting up, I didn't try to repair it because it was a PowerPC G5 and not an Intel G5, and everything now requires the Intel chip, and I don't know why, but I do know that if I just memorize the word Intel, that will tell me everything I need to know. Because what these guys are doing, the ones that are doing what I wanted to do, is they're taking the Intel chip out and replacing it with a more modern thing. 
and then the graphics cards and the, 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 the. so basically what I have here is two gorgeous 25 pound each uh you know I don't know what hard drive cases I guess I'll I can keep some paperback books in there Oh you have no idea how much I wanted to make the ultimate fake G5 faster strong I want I right I wanted to do that I would never have finished it are you kidding I, I I'm not going to do that But I wanted to do it But at this point, I'm so frustrated. I just want to, can I just, can we just go back to Best Buy? Can I just buy a PowerBook, Mac Pro, whatever it is? Can I just swipe my credit card or stick in the chip or whatever I got to do and just go, please? I need the new machine. I don't actually need to watch 80 hours of do-it-yourself Hackintosh videos. I don't. What I actually need is a working computer that can receive Wi-Fi and it can output to an HDMI TV and it can do all the things that I please can we okay now by this point though I have been so whatever by wanting to save a little do re mi that I've just decided f this I'm just gonna get the cheap MacBook Pro I don't care somewhere down the line I will put a bigger hard drive in as a tiny hard drive in it. I currently have one terabyte. The hard drive in this thing is a quarter of that. So I would be in hell. That's true. But you know what? It, it, listen, Dan, you can pop the thing open and put in a hard drive. I think you can handle that. It just takes a screwdriver. Screwdriver and, uh, you know, Adderall. So, so that's what I was going to do. So I was going to just buy it. Well, first I was, I was going to use my educator discount. Because, you know, I'm an educator. I work for an institution of higher education. The University of California, Long, uh, Long Beach. No, University of California, Los Angeles. So now that I have a University of California, Los Angeles email address, I can get an educator discount. So I hit the spreadsheet, man, and I find out the price on Amazon. I find out the price at Best Buy. I find out the price through my educator discount from Apple, through the UCLA bookstore, uh, through some website that we have access to from my wife's job because her company is owned by a big conglomerate that has a da -da 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 discounts. Well... Guess who has the best price on the laptop I want with the teeny tiny hard drive? No. Actually, as it turns out, my uh, education discount from Apple is the same price as uh, if you just walk in in Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it retails for nineteen ninety nine, but you right? Really, my big discount is that I don't have to pay full. Re Nobody has to pay full retail. Who has paid full retail for anything since nineteen ninety nine? No one. So yeah, as it turns out, my educator discount was the same price as Best Buy. The discount that we got from my wife's multi-kajillion dollar international conglomerate was zero. I think that, why are you acting like this is a discount? You just want us to buy it through you, so what, you pocket the profit? Dudes, the, the $19.90, that's the price. Who are you, are you trying to, like, seriously con us out of that's your, wow. So then I noticed last weekend that Best Buy, this is a non-sponsored uh, realization that I'm making, okay? I'm just talking. 
Best Buy had the computer, the laptop, the one we're talking about, 1999. Educator discount slash Best Buy price, 1899. They had it on sale for 1799. So I said to myself, hey, self, you better get down there and get that thing because that's right. That's crazy. That's good. You're not going to beat that. So I called Melissa, my wife, and I said, hey, Melissa, my wife, uh, I'm out of the house right now. Best Buy, $17.99. I bet I I should go do it, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, because she knows we need a computer. But then, being a thinking person, she says, well, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Have you checked American Express? And I say, no, why? And she says, because, you know, they give us discounts. So I say, okay, I'll be responsible. And I'll go home, and I won't go to Best Buy and pick up my laptop. Now, I will go home and look at the Amex site because I don't want to try to pull that off on my phone and see. And then, and then, and I think I did that, and it was a waste of time. So, my plan then became, all right, you know what? Forget this. On Monday, I'm just going to go to Best Buy. Okay, I can't, I'm not going to go Sunday. Everybody's around. You know, I got to be a dad. Stuff, you know, there's always something. That's my plan. On Monday, I'm going to go to Best Buy. Boom, shakalaka, boom. Get my little tiny laptop. Except... That the sale ended Sunday and Monday, as you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so now I'm uh, mad and I still don't have my new laptop and I'm discovering even more things that are not working on the current laptops. But somehow... And I don't even remember how it came up. Maybe my, maybe Melissa mentioned it. We used to buy all our stuff like this from a place in New York called B and B and H, B and H. And I'm pretty sure it's B and H that when you're in New York, you know, you go. It's a it's a huge crowded place. Everybody that works there uh, is a Hasidic uh, uh, Jewish person. Best deals, best. Right, they've got everything. It's just awesome. And we used to get everything from B&H, and I don't know why we... St- oh, I think why we stopped was um, long ago, at some point, it became cheaper to use Amazon. So we just started ordering everything from Amazon or whatever, right? Or we, you know, like this thing, we got it through a guy or whatever. But what I didn't realize... And I'm telling this for your benefit, because I've already nailed this. What I had forgotten about was, at, at some, well, I hadn't forgotten about this part. At some point, I think it was Jerry Brown, govern, governor of California, uh, succumbed. Do you succumbed? Is that the past tense of succumb? <laughs> he bent under the pressure from... Um, corporate, I don't even know who, but basically Amazon and every, all retailers based in California or whatever, I don't know what it was, but they had to start charging California state sales tax on items. And I even called Best Buy and I said, hey, just so I know, you know, budget and everything, is there going to be sales tax on my laptop? And she's like, yeah. And sales tax in Los Angeles is... I believe nine and three quarters. Yeah, that's why you live where you live because sales tax here, I think, is nine and three quarters. 9.75. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or it used to be. Maybe it's down now. I don't know. But I realize that not only does B&H still have the sale price, they still have $17.99 online as their price. They're not going to charge me California 
sales tax. They're not going to charge me. I don't know how they do this. I don't want to know. Let's not make a big deal about it because I don't want to get charged. The t- no sales tax. Which was going to be another what? hundred some odd dollars. I am say I should buy a laptop every week. I'm saving $200 every time I do it. That's Dan math. <laughs> so, and then, and I'm, and I am, so, so I ordered it and I ordered it, uh, for three days shipping. And I'm so used to Amazon that when you order something on Amazon, let's say on a Thursday, three day shipping, you usually get it like Monday, right? Maybe Tuesday. But three-day shipping, not Amazon, is like, nah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here next Thursday. Because, you know, we won't ship it out until late Monday. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I got to wait till Thursday. I got to wait till Thursday, but I'm going to save $200. Again, I should buy a laptop every week. I'm going to save two. Uh, listen, it is worth... obviously, to just wait till Thursday and not go to Best Buy and buy it, right? Just can you please, okay, it's on the way, Dan, it's on the way. It's going to arrive by the end of the day before 8 p.m., signature required on Thursday, except then on Tuesday, I got an email that said it would be here Friday, which is today. Which means I actually shouldn't even be in here talking into this microphone. I should be sitting in the living room at the window in case it comes. Is this the time of day? What time is it? I can't. I got to wake up the computer. Where's the clock? Yeah, yeah. It's about the time where UPS starts dropping things off. So. So that's why I'm not streaming. I was going to stream because I've I've been getting so lonely in here. I got to tell you something. I'm going to start streaming the show again. I don't think I'm going to save the streams or anything like that. It's for me. It's not for people to watch, I don't think, because who would sit and watch it? Oh, God. I don't, you know, I don't. Listen, I don't know how you listen to this. I put someone in the car the other day to make sure I had downloaded the right show because there was a little snafu last time. So I, li- I don't, I don't I, listen, I don't know how you do it. I, I appreciate, don't get me wrong, I appreciate that you do. Okay. You're keeping me on the planet listening, I swear. But uh, I don't know how you do it. You're a saint. You really are a saint. You should have been Mother Teresa to listen to this drivel. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to pause. So I I had to pause for a moment and and take a sip of my beverage. (laughs) And make, you know, make sure everything's cool. So, as you know, because I think I mentioned it last time, we have been applying to schools. And I don't know if I emphasized enough last time, although maybe I did, but to say that we're feeling a little uh, pressure and anxiety, basically, in a way, none of us in our four-person family knows where they're going to live in September. Now, this is March. So in six months, none of, like, not right? None of us. Because Hudson will be at school. He'll be at college. Where? No idea. And I don't know if I've mentioned this, and please, there are a couple people, just don't tell anyone this, okay? But one of the high schools that my daughter is interested in going to is far from here. It's about an hour drive. I can't drive her an hour to school every day. And I don't know that we want to put her in a thing where she's driving for an hour a day. Although the other high school would be 45 minutes. What's the difference? Anyway, the point is we might move. We would rent this house out and move. And why am I bringing... I guess I'm just bringing that up because... uh, 
we're just like right this second. The, these are the last, this is the last time I'll talk to you before we'll get information where we'll at least have a way better idea where three of us are going to live. But what happens is, so my daughter applied to a couple of, you know, a small handful of private schools and a handful of public schools. And I know it sounds weird to apply to public school, but it's, it's L.A., man. We can't do anything normally, right? So for the private schools, you know, you fill out an application and you write some essays and you go on an interview and you blah, 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 and all that stuff. And there's a lot of money at stake. And then for the public schools, one of them, you just put your name in a hat and cross your fingers and let's see what happens. And for the other one, the one that we'd have to move to, she had to audition. And boy, that took up, I won't even get into that because it's not that interesting. But yeah, she had to, so she had to audition. So, and that school is in Orange County. We are obviously in Los Angeles County. And so uh, the private schools in Los Angeles are all kind of in sync-ish, right? So they, uh, their applications are due in a very staggered way, due date-wise, right? But they, they send out their acceptance letters within the same 24, 36-hour period. And then you have, I think it's like seven days or 10, day, 10 days to accept their invitation or decline. So those letters went out a week ago today, around five-ish, and we have to tell the schools on Tuesday, by, by slash on this coming Tuesday, March 21st. So by March 21st, you have to decide which private school you're going to commit to, and then you give them a couple thousand dollars to hold your place and a couple thousand dollars new student registration, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But the school in Orange County that Tulu had to audition for isn't in L.A. So it is feeling, right, it's not connected in any way. So its schedule is not in sync at all with L.A. So they don't tell anybody anything until April 1st. So you can see the problem. We have to tell the private right schools by the 21st of March. But we won't know about the last until, yeah. Needless to say, we're on edge. Actually, the girls are handling it. Well, we're all, we're all kind of handling it in our own way. Hudson is unaffected by this part. Hudson... Listen, Hudson, today's Hudson's uh, 18th birthday. Yeah, choke on that. Remember Hudson? Do you remember my son Hudson? My daddy may now make an announcement. I'll dig that up and put it in the show somehow. Um, he's 18 now. He's a man. My son Hudson, my cute little baby, the cutest man that ever lived. World's youngest Podcasting pioneer, Hudson Class, 18 years old. So, like I said last time, we've been, we were looking at high schools and looking at colleges and applying to high schools and applying to colleges and financial aid for some of the high schools, financial aid for some of the, all at the same time. And these two schools use the same financial aid, but these two don't. And the same goes, like, of the 10 colleges, eight of them need the FAFSA and seven of them need the CSS profile. But not the seven aren't necessarily a perfect subset of the eight. The thing, these guys have their own app. It's, it's more than I can handle. Because it's all gibberish and I don't have to. Learn it to know it forever. I just have to survive it now. I get four years to recuperate, and then I survive it one more time, and then I should be done. 
And as you can imagine, my biggest fear through the whole process of the applications and the touring and the financial aid apps and any just any and all of this stuff, because, you know, transcripts need to get sent. SAT scores go here. ACT scores go there. Do you this school needs essays about this? This school needs the SAT with an essay. This one needs a sub. It's mind boggling. And I just was like, please just don't let me mess anything up. This is a lot of balls to keep in the air. Melissa is only minimally involved because she's somewhat busy paying the mortgage. So this is all on the big D. Please, please, dear Jesus, God, Buddha, William Shatner, whoever is the omniscient being that watches over us. Please. Don't let it be me. Just don't, if anything, can nothing, can please, can nothing go wrong. So I was in, I, since, I mean, it feels like probably October, checking and rechecking dates, checking and rechecking um. Uh, you know, what's due when and to where and to whom and why and what form and blah, 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 blah. this can be a PDF and this has to be cut and paste and this can't be cut and paste. You got to type it in. And I would make spreadsheets and lists and we had a whiteboard and we had memos and emails flying around. But you get to a point where you don't believe any of it because you're getting so much information from so many sources that's so similar, but not exact. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I decided that, um, you know, you kind of, you, you have to schedule it out, right? So first was phase one college applications. Then it was phase one high school applications. Then it was phase two college, just based on due dates, right? So we got around, and I think it was a little bit before big phase one and big phase two and a little bit after phase two that I decided, F this, I'm doing all the financial aid stuff now. I got to get it done. I might as well do it now because I got to do our taxes because they need our tax, right? Because they, you know, you got to give them your taxes and your taxes from last year and the year before and your mother's maiden name and a blood sample and a hair follicle and all, you know, okay, so... I might as well just do it. So I did all the financial aid stuff, I think literally a month and a half, two months early, which is something I never do. And then as things would pass or come in or whatever, when this thing got finished, I made sure it went to here, whatever. And, and, and what, you know, everything's online. So you tell this website to send these test scores to these schools. And this website to send these financial aid applications to these schools and that fi the other financial thing to this, those, those schools, you know what I mean? Like it's this whole thing. And unfortunately, it's kind of uh, invisible because you do it and then it goes away because it's online. It's on. A, it's just a Web page, you know. So you do it and you have faith that you did it and then you write down that you did it. And then for me, that's because, again, it's just so like aggravating and just uh, that constantly checking back just like did I do the thing when's it due when it said I wrote down because you don't trust yourself I wrote down it was due on the 15th is it really due on the 15th it is it's really due on the 15th what day is today oh my god it's the 15th it's gonna it's gonna oh wait no uh no next next okay next month I, I okay like that kind of thing for months I'm so ready. This was a week or two ago. I'm so, I was so ready to be done. The last thing that needed to get done was our income taxes for 2016. There were several schools that wanted that. Uh, high schools and colleges. So, you know, you got to get your tax person to do it earlier than they really expect because it's nowhere near April when I'm trying to kind of initiating the process. Right. So we get so I get the taxes done. 
And they go back and forth, and I have the final taxes, a PDF of the final taxes. I'm so excited. I'm giddy as I'm sitting there redacting our income taxes. You never thought redacting would be so, it's so satisfying. And I do cool redact. I don't do like scene in the movie government black redaction. I just do white redaction. I do erasure redaction. I don't do black bar redaction. Okay, that's a little heavy. So we got an. So I'm just about to upload all this stuff, and we get an email from Hudson's school that says, "Hey, don't forget tonight is the deadline." for your FAFSA application to be sent to the schools. So make sure that that gets done. So I said to Melissa, hey, don't worry, I'm going to check. I'm checking everything. I'm checking. Trust me. I'm uploading our final thing tonight to everything. And when I'm in there, I'm going to check everything. And I can't wait because I'm going to have a big party and I'm going to buy a laptop and I'm going to save 200 bucks and I can't wait. And so I go online and I upload the taxes and it goes perfectly. And I'm checking off schools on my high school list, I think it is. And I don't remember exactly how this transpires and and you'll understand why in a moment. So... I have to print the taxes, the redacted taxes, and mail them off to a a fancy girls' school, which I do, and I'm very happy that those are gone. And then for two of the, then, so she applied to, I think, four private schools, right? So one girls' school, mail. Then the two co-ed schools, I had to upload them to uh, such and such a website, which I did. And there they are, and I'm looking. They don't need any other information. I'm so happy. They don't need any other information. The last year's taxes, this year's taxes, the W this and 1090 that and all that, uh, uh, they've got everything. I'm so happy. But there's one more school. The other girls' school. And I can't remember where, where, where is that supposed to go? Why? Hmm. So I get out my spreadsheet and it says, uh, I don't even, I, you know, off the top of my head, I don't even know. X, Y, Z, right? It says, to apply for financial aid, blah, 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 go to XYZ.com, whatever it is. Not really XYZ. I hope that's not a real website. I'm sure it is. It says, go to thebitterspill.com. So I go to thebitterspill.com, and I log in, and I realize, because it's all a blur at a certain point, and that's when it dawns on me that the bitters bill, whatever this website is, dot com. It's the, whoa, what's happening? Ah. All right, technical, that was technical strangeness. Wow. Anyway, um, so I log into this website for the second girl's school for where their financial aid stuff needs to go. And I realize that it's the same website where the co-ed school stuff needs to go. Except that the girl's school isn't on my list of schools to send it to. So I try to scroll down. There's nowhere to scroll to. I try to scroll up. It's just up. It's just the top of the page. The school... 
is not on that list, which means the school did not get the financial aid application. Oh, dear. So I go to their website for the school and I go through those very familiar pull-downs and the deadline for applying for financial uh, financial uh, aid, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's passed. They're moments away from telling everybody whether they're accepted or not. <clears throat> They've already, right, all that money has probably been handed out. This is my worst nightmare come to pass. My, my worst nightmare. The thing that I've been dreading, the boogeyman in the closet that I've been trying to tell myself isn't going to jump out and kill me since Halloween jumped out of the closet and has me by the throat. So I email the lady at the school that we interviewed with and I say, oh my gosh, I completely messed something up and you did not get our thing. Is that, uh, 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 and she writes me back, of course. And she says, of course. Well, that we made all those decisions are made like, right? The, the pot is empty. So I went back to the website to send them the stuff anyway. I think it was while I was waiting for her to write me back. And I went through the process of adding that school and I bet I saw exactly what I did wrong. And this isn't an excuse, it's just the explanation because I should have caught it. That's the thing. That's where the anxiety comes from is nothing's allowed to go wrong because I should have caught it. But you search for the school and then you then it comes up in a thing and then you click it and then it adds it to a list but then I then there was this other step to really add it to the real list because I tried to do it two or three times and did it wrong two or three times the day I knew I had done it wrong before you know what I mean like I even had my guard up and it took two or three times So then I think, okay, if, if things can really go this bad, if this really was not an irrational fear, I had better sit down with the list of nine or ten or 11, however many colleges and universities and see which one of those I have messed up. So I go through the list and I got to tell you something. I am standing at the edge of a cliff at this point. And my toes, the balls of my, like most of my foot is over the edge. And I'm kind of leaning back on my heels, praying that I don't fall. And I go through the list. And there are 10 schools in the system that we were supposed to use to uh, disseminate the main application, the FAFSA applicants, 10 schools. And I look at the list and I go name by name by name by name by name. And I realize, yep, there should be 11. 
we should have sent that to 11. And this only goes up to 10. So that means that the 11th school didn't get it either. Just like the girls' school on the high school side, university number 11, which, by the way, is one that Hudson really might want to go to, did not get the financial aid papers. So I go on their website. And their due date is in the past. Well, I'm so out of my mind that I can't even bring myself to call the school. I have to write because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to seem like a sane person on the phone to the admissions department of 11 University, right? So I wrote them an email that I could write and rewrite and double check and proofread like, dear sir or madam, I effed up. Is there, can I, I'm, I, it's been sent. I sent it, but it's a couple of days late. I thought it was, a, a, you know, if you look on the paperwork, it was actually submitted to the organization in January, blah, blah, blah. And it was one of those things where, you know, somebody got the email, read my email, uh, kind of half read my email, thought they knew what I was saying and wrote me back. Well, to send your information to 11 University, simply open up the FAFSA thing, delete a couple schools and then include uh, University 11 and save and then we'll get it. OK, thank you. Well, I know that. The thing can only hold 10. Hale Hudson and I put in 10 and probably agreed on that day. You know what? When, right? This doesn't have to get there right away. In a couple of days, I'll put in number 11. I'll take out number one. Put in number, we'll be fine. We forgot. We didn't do it. And it didn't get done. So it's not that I don't, I, the purpose of the email was not, please tell me how to send it. It's, please tell me how badly have I jeopardized this little section of my son's potential college application or college education by forgetting number 11. Now, luckily, as is sometimes the case in life, I did just call the next day, mostly because my wife uh, harangued me until I did, because uh, I did not want to call because I don't like talking on the phone, which is weird. I don't like making the call. Once I'm on the phone, I'm actually uh, quite charming. But it's kind of like this podcast. I don't, you know, anyway, you know what I mean. So I called the university. I called the university admissions, 11 University. And I said, hey, listen, this is what happened. And the thing, and you have it, but it's late. And the guy was just like, nah, don't worry about it. Just make sure that his application application is all set. But uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We, we you know, we, we sent out the uh, thing and uh, don't worry about it. That's a, that's a, like a preferred due date. It's not a real due date. Blah. Which was such a relief. It's such a relief to find out that you've only jeopardized your daughter's education and not your son and your daughter. And it's not because she's a daughter. It's because she's one out of two instead of two out of two. You know what I mean? All right, that's it for the uh, this episode of the Bitterest Pill. Uh, uh, uh. So Hudson got into University 11, by the way. <laughs> a couple of, a couple of days later, he found out that he was uh, accepted. He's, he applied to 11. He's heard back from four, four out of four acceptances, but the super tough ones are ahead of him. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but accepted into a bunch of really great programs. So we'll see where he ends up. Um, 
And by the next time we talk, um, I'll know whether I'm going to stay here in Studio G or um, have to build Studio uh, uh, O. I don't know. Uh, we will see. The Bitterest Pill is made possible by uh, its patrons who patronize and patronize and patronize and support the show at patreon.com. Pretty sure it's patreon.com slash Dan Class. They keep uh, the bandwidth bandwidthing, the recorders recording, the microphones miking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So thank you to all of the uh, patrons. I think I have a couple of new ones. Thank you so much for joining. You know, patrons like uh, Megan, Jay Savastino, Jay Savastino, Peter Chase, Justin Long, Justin Long, <laughs> Justin Young, Jim Cariotis. Uh, Michael Scott Hamilton, Jeff Short, Rob Houston, Dave Jackson, Dave Jackson, Harold, I think that's Harold Goldner, Flores, can't pronounce his last name, Tom Carroll, David and Gerard, uh, David and Gerard, David, Chase and Gerard Cortinez, Chris Murray, Class the First, Scott Mercer, and uh, many, many others. Thank you all so much. Again, if you want to uh, help keep this thing going. And I do appreciate it. You have no idea. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dan Class. The website, as always, thebitterspill.com. Write me at uh, pill at danclass.com. Uh, yeah, so next time we'll talk about where I think I will be in September. <laughs> we will see. Uh, 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 God, who knows? Who knows what we'll talk about? But thank you so much for being here and... Uh, I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.